Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Story of the service, the car service guy, who yesterday I pick up the car. And mind you, I have to call him as I'm driving there because he still hasn't called me in the morning to tell me that it's ready. And he said that he would. I drive there. I call him. Don't even hear from the guy. I show up there. He's like shocked to see me, even though I told him I was coming in at 11 o'clock. And uh, and then he's just like, oh, oh, well, I, didn't, I didn't know you were coming. I was like, yeah, well, I called you. I told you this. <laughs> and then he goes once again, man, I tell you, you're really, really lucky. Really, really lucky. <laughs> it's like, shut up, man. Give me my damn car. Exactly. Alone, right? yeah, everything was fine, just like I suspected. So <laughs> up yours, pal. And I can't wait to get that survey. And I don't do this a lot. I'm not one of these guys that's running to Yelp to talk about how a, a waitress spilled Diet Coke on me. But you know, I, I. But this guy deserves it. He. I mean, you cannot act like that when you're getting your car service. Right. Anyway, uh, if you missed the first hour, Brian spent 35 minutes naming the staff he would have if he got the head coaching Dude, job. Dude, these at staffs Tennessee. are so massive these days. It was yeah. going to take a minute. It's Bogus's fault. Yeah, he ate, sure. up, he ate into my time. Well, I told you to do it and then you said uh, do the update first and, you know, but oh, any, damn. anyway, when you, you do that to me. Uh, Alan's in South Carolina and he wants to talk about that. Alan, uh, good morning. You're on Gio and Jones. Morning, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing good, Alan. What's up? Loving the show, loving the enthusiasm. Well, I'm thanks, sending my resume in to be on the coaching staff. I was overlooked by Tennessee when I threw my hat in the ring yesterday. Oh, really? Now, are you qualified? Uh, yeah. I am quite qualified. What position? Are you a truck, dri- oh, a truck, I'm a truck driver. driver? Okay. I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely not qualified for anything, but I'm <laughs> great. For, I'm great for morale. Because like, like my late father said, you never know what I'm going to screw up next. <laughs> hey, Alan, I love truck drivers. Growing up, I wanted to be a truck driver. That's why I'm such a big Smokey and the Bandit fan. Well, I got out of the restaurant business after about four decades and got my CDL. In fact, one of y'all lives on eastern Long Island. Yeah, it's me. Okay, do you know where Blue Marlin Boats is at? I do, yeah. yeah that's that's, I, uh, that's in the, it's like the Hamptons, I think. It's on Merrick Street, I believe. Okay. Uh, I deliver boats there. Oh wow! So Look at this guy. So I've been to Eastern Long Island a couple times. Man, I tell you this, and, and Alan, we appreciate the call. And Brian, Alan's going to be delivering your new yacht. G. Yeah, well, <laughs> a couple years. Um, but uh, but yeah. So Alan, you are the best, and uh, Brian will consider you when he gets the job there at Tennessee. He's got everything: the food industry. Yep. He's delivering boats, and he's driving trucks. <laughs> the more you can do, baby. I mean this, but no, that's just that's so us. All of those things. Yeah. I mean, he checks a lot of Geo and Jones boxes, doesn't he? <laughs> He's bounding down, Alan. I'm telling you. I got to get, I should have left Alan on there to get his numbers. Next time he delivers a boat, he can bring it to my house as opposed to where it needs to go. <laughs> He's right. not a thief, man. No, I know. I know. <laughs> Alan, it's a good call, Alan, and uh, drive safe. We appreciate it. He's the time hired. Lines. 
Yeah, you are you See, are this, on the staff. This staff continues to grow, man. Yeah, it, it really, it really does. Maybe we'll spend the the whole eight o'clock hour going through it again. Yeah, uh, I, I just gotta. <laughs> no, 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 no. I understand. We better hurry up because uh, apparently they are working on a deal to hire Mike Leach. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, just man. got that little notice from our research department over at CBS. Oh, wow! You didn't think that was gonna happen, man. I you didn't, didn't think it was gonna I happen. Did not, and but... Mike Leach is gonna be the. Oh no! Oh, I love it though. I love how they ended up on Mike Leach. I think. That's just the best. How I, wow? How's that going to mm-hmm. go over? I mean, are all the fans going to go out and be like, "Mike Leach locked the kid in the closet"? <laughs> They're going to paint that on rocks now too. Yeah, Maybe they probably some probably will. Jeez. Yeah, he's such a quirky hire, and I, and as I said yesterday, you know, there are probably only a few spots where he would really fit in with the the contingency, and, and apparently Knoxville's one. I wasn't, I, I didn't believe it would be one, but uh, we'll see if this deal gets consummated. Unbelievable! All right, so we'll keep an eye on that for sure. Do you want to talk to? I could probably call him up if you'd like to talk to Jim Huber about the position. See if we can get him on the show, see if he's available. Maybe too late. Yeah. Well, we got to try with whatever we can in these uh, before he signs the paperwork. All right, so uh we've got a huge uh slate of games naturally that's going to determine the uh outcome of the four teams that will go to the 2017-2018 college football playoff and I have dubbed myself the playoff generator. I am the playoff generator. So if anybody wants to call and give me any scenario out there that there is at 855-212-4CBS, I will give you the exact order of the teams who will get in, and I guarantee you, guarantee you I will be right. Because I now know in all these years, it doesn't seem like that long, but these last few years the college football playoff has existed. I know how these people operate. I know who will be in. 855-212-4227 if you want to try me as the playoff generator. And now it comes down to who's going to win these games. And I really, 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 really want Wisconsin to beat Ohio State, and I'm extremely worried about it. And what's kind of ironic about this is I think you're more confident in Wisconsin. When I've been tooting Wisconsin's horn for the last several weeks, I think you might be more confident in Wisconsin winning this football game than me this morning, and it's basically because of that running game and that defense, and if they can control those two things and do what they want in those areas, they should be okay. I'm just a little bit worried about Ohio State's explosive offense and putting Wisconsin in a hole that they can't climb out of. Well, the the trepidation on my part is Alex Honeybrook. Uh, Last week, the first game in the last eight where he didn't throw an interception, so he had a clean slate. Let's see if he can do that again. I think the big boys up front will be able to move uh, the D-line for Ohio State. It'll be difficult, but I think they can do that. They'll eventually wear on them if they can stay away from the mistakes. And and don't try to hit home runs right off the bat, Alex Hornibrook. If it's not there, throw it away because your defense is lights out. And I think everything on that side of the ball is going to hinge on their big nose tackle, Olave Sangapolu. Uh, uh, this guy <laughs> there you goes, go. Yeah, Sangapolu. Uh, he, he, he goes 6'2", 346. 
that is a ton up front. Now, if he can get penetration all night long and force JT Barrett or Dwayne Haskins, they say JT Barrett's going to play. They went into that knee and cleaned it out a little bit. We'll see how, how much worse for where he is. But if he can get penetration, force J.K. Dobbins, who's on the verge of breaking Maurice Claret's freshman rushing record there at Ohio State, needs 47, 48 yards to do that. I, I think they could, they're, they're cooking with gas because I love the way these linebackers flow, man. Uh, uh, Connolly and, and James, I think James on the D line, uh, uh, but uh, they got some boys that can really fly on that that uh, that that uh, at the linebacker position. So uh, I, I'm loving what they bring to the table there. Leon Jacobs, another linebacker, along with Edwards and, and Connolly and, and Dakota Dixon in that secondary. And as we've talked about previously with Wisconsin, you look at their their, their roster, man, and the way they build it. Now they go get their speed down south. They got a lot of cat, a lot of cats in that secondary. Dixon being one uh, that come from Florida, and they get the big boys, you know, the Midwest boys who are blocking for them, and and they got a Polynesian here or there like Sangapolu, and, and so they have a nice United Nations uh, roster there, and and so I think they can hang defensively with. Ohio State. Secondary will be tested, though, but we'll see how well uh, JT Barrett is running around on that leg or Haskins if he gets in there, and, and they didn't miss a beat with him going up against Michigan last week. But Hornybrook has to take care of the rock. That's going to be the key. Yeah, and he hasn't done that barely at all. Of course, last week he did, um, but every single week he has his requisite interception, and that is scary. It's it's It certainly is. And if you think about you know the – the Michigan game, there's still an interception there. There's still some issues with him there. They were able to – came back through those two unbelievable passes on that touchdown drive um, and and was able to shake that off. I just – I'm just worried about the explosiveness at any point of that Ohio State offense. I mean, think about the two big games that they played you know, in recent memory against Penn State and Michigan where they're down. They're getting their doors blown off. You think this is one of those games where they're just not going to figure it out because they had that Iowa game on their resume, and you're thinking maybe there's another one of those, and then boom, like on a dime. Adjustments, they figure it out, they're fast, they blow by you, and that's that. And then if that happens, right, what what if there's those 21-24 unanswered by Ohio State they're capable of? Will that Wisconsin offense be capable of coming down, coming back from 10 points or 14 points down? No, I don't believe you, you have a offense there at, at, uh, Wisconsin that is capable of playing catch up. No, uh, but they are explosive enough. If they can get Jonathan Taylor rolling downhill, that helps. And Kendrick, Kendrick Pryor has been, uh, huge for them at the wide receiver position and, uh, Fumagalli at tight end. So I, I think if, if, if Hornybrook can stay within himself, not try to make the huge play, uh, they'll be fine. But, Defensively speaking, you go back to that Penn State ball game. Penn State's up big, and then they lose their best offensive lineman, and then they couldn't block ice uh, in Alaska. And then they had the, the block punt in that ball game as well. So they just fell to pieces. They lose one of their best pass rushes on the defensive side of the ball. They couldn't get to, to JT Barrett. They couldn't stop anything. And, and, and then they allowed uh, the ball to get over the top of them in, in, their, in their, their secondary. So uh, there was just a calamity of uh, or a confluence of, of things that happened 
in that ball game from the injuries uh, and, and and then you know the, the mistakes in, in your your special team. So all that factored into them losing that 18 point lead there in in the second half. I just don't see Wisconsin having those type of mistakes uh, other than turnovers. That's been the biggest Achilles heel uh, for this football team, and and they've still yet I think the only team in college football at the FBS level to not trail in the fourth quarter. And they they'll face some attrition. They uh, and they have faced that in, in, in previous ball games, the Michigan ball game. You know they were down. I think it was ten seven in that third quarter, and then they they went on to to smoke uh, Michigan after that. So uh, I I think this football team understands first of their track record versus uh, Ohio State. They've lost the last eight out of nine versus Ohio State. The last time they saw them in the Big Ten Conference Championship game, uh, 59 to nothing uh, was the final score. And Ohio State, of course, went on to win a, a national title that that year. But I just love the way they play on defense, man. The way these guys fly around and they force you into mistakes. Uh, they they are so. Jim Leonard, uh, if he doesn't win the Brawls Award, uh, you know, maybe Kevin Steele gets it ahead of him. But I think he's got to be one or two on that list for the top assistant coach in, in college football. So I'm banking on their defense forcing Ohio State into mistakes. And, and you mentioned Iowa. Nathan Stanley, you know, what has he done since that ball game? Nothing. He looked like a world beater at quarterback for Iowa versus Ohio State. And they played a physical brand of football in that game, punched Ohio State in the, in the mouth. And I know Ohio State rebounded and, and punched Michigan State in the mouth the following week. But they, they that that's the, the, the brand of, of Paul Chris's team there in Madison. They want to be a physical bunch. They don't really do a lot of exotic things. They may have a reverse here or there, uh, but you know, other than that, it's just straight downhill. I hate the fact that this game is indoors, too. I really think that that benefits the team. It's got more speed, and uh, that is Ohio State for sure. I'm going to be rooting like hell for Wisconsin uh, tomorrow night. I can't wait for the game. Don't feel great about it, though, and I do. Uh, <laughs> I am probably going to end up picking um, Ohio State to to win and and cover, unfortunately. Which what's is the, the line on that? Well, we'll do it. We'll do that in our last segment. But right. uh, yeah, I'm going opposite of you. I'll tell you that right now. Good, good. You know what? That is that's good. And uh, that, I'm not picking with my heart in that one. Trust me, because right. I want desperately for Paul Christ to have an opportunity in that college football playoff, and uh, and that would that would be just flat out awesome. Now, you know, a game that I don't really have a great handle on. I got to be honest with you, is Georgia and Auburn. I don't know how. I feel about this. I, I really I, I want to go with the hot hand, and I want to be able to say, I mean, Auburn's playing better than anybody right now in college football, and and uh, carry on Johnson, that, that injury doesn't seem to be one that's going to limit him all that much, which is a big deal. Uh, but, you know, I've been riding with Georgia in my picks this entire year because they just, I mean, they're so damn good, and they had one slip-up, and it was against this Auburn team. I wouldn't even call it a slip-up. It was a beat-down. Um, and it came against this Auburn team, and I just, I, I mean, can that happen again? You know, can they dominate in that fashion again? And I'm leaning towards no. I, I really am leaning towards no. And then when you come back in this title game with a, a spot in the college football playoff on the line when you've basically blown the doors off of everybody else on your schedule, they're so good. Uh, and I and I don't think they're going to have the same problems defensively as they did in that first matchup. And I do think that from uh, from that game, uh, even more time to mature and be able to do the things he needs to do to be able to keep up with that Auburn offense when they're churning. Uh, I, I like Georgia in the game by a, a minuscule margin, uh, but I really do think that they're going to come back and in this rematch go and get it in an. Un- I think it's going to be a classic one. I think it's going to be close, and I think that the Bulldogs pull it out.
I, I think that it will be a closer affair. But I'm still going with Auburn to win the ball game. But a lot hinges on on Johnson. And with that type of injury, a shoulder injury, I just can't foresee the guy being able to stick it out for four quarters. They're going to have to have some hell of a good medicine to put in that shoulder because he runs as well as anyone behind his pads. And what I mean by that, he's always parallel. His pads are always parallel to the line of scrimmage. So he's running behind those pads, and as sleet of foot as he is, he's still a powerful running back. And, and, and so he doesn't shy away from contact, and you know this will be another incredibly hard-hitting football game. And and so for him to withstand that type of pounding for four quarters, I'm not so sure he can do that with that type of injury. Uh, we'll see if Cam Martin can go. He tweaked his ankle in the Alabama game after Kerryon Johnson went out. He comes in, runs for about nine yards. Then he has to leave the ball game. So we'll see how that ankle is, is, is uh, what he's working with as far as that ankle is concerned. But, you know, I, I like what Jared Stidham has done done in, in, in these games uh, here of late. Georgia, of course, and, and, and last week versus Alabama. He was 21-28 last week versus Bama. And and so if he can continue to play well, have a clean slate like he did in that ball game, like he did in the previous Georgia ball game, I think they're going to be fine. And defensively, you look at Auburn's defense versus Clemson, they give up 14 points. You go back and look at that LSU game, they lost. Uh, they essentially gave up about 14, 17 points in that one. You had some special team returns uh, for LSU uh, that uh, that got them on the scoreboard. So the defense has been there. They've been consistent all season long versus Georgia. Georgia was 3 of 14 on third down. Bama last week, 3 of 11 on third down. And while they didn't amass the same amount of sacks as they did versus Georgia, they got after uh, Jalen Hurts. They forced him to move his feet. He seemed like he was always on the run. If there's one thing that worries me about Auburn's defense, they did give up right at about 200 yards per game on the ground, you know, but that's kind of misleading. Uh, but they did give that up, and you know George is going to come in and try to run the rock. They were averaging 280 going into that first meeting, only had 46, 46 yards rushing versus uh, the Auburn Tigers. So I want this defense to continue to hunt like they have been there at Auburn. If they can do that and stop the run, Jake Fromm will not be able to to beat them with his legs like a Jalen Hurts could. Mikey B's been downstairs talking to Coop for 20 minutes now. Maybe they kidnapped him. Maybe Coop finally was fed up with it, man. Quit asking me why. I don't understand. Usually he's down there for, what, five minutes tops, Pete? No, he's usually a little bit longer than that, isn't it? No, I don't think so. minutes. I mean, this is we're talking 20 minutes now he's been gone. But I think there's some technical thing with with the equipment he's using today, but also, but also it shouldn't take that long. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. Why is he using different equipment when the thing he was using worked well? Right. So, um, that's Mikey B. Yeah, I just. <sighs> <laughs> if he comes he back is. with, here he is. Mm. Is this him oh, or no? No, this is Bogish. Oh, do you know what the hell's going on here, Bogish? I, I partially, at least. Um, Partially. Why does this have to be an issue? Like, why can't he just do it? Well, you can assign blame if you want. He went down there, I believe, started the conversation, and then the batteries on the recorder died. Oh, my mm. God. you got to look at the bat. There's a thing. I've used that thing a million times at those loitering sessions we have to do for the CBS luncheons where you turn that thing on, the battery's right in the top. You should know. Again, I you can blame whoever you want. Uh, Mike blamed the tech for giving him... 
I'm sure Martin gave him one without the batteries. <laughs> no, 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 so, no, no, no. He can't do that. That's yeah. a bad mentality to have. He also apparently, uh, and he can give you the details, embarrassed himself discussing the security um, alert earlier today. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder how he did that. What you, so you heard him? He, well, when he came up to get the new oh. batteries, he told me how. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the, uh, the cliff notes of what happened downstairs. So, yeah, he put his mm. foot in his mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this guy is just a, a walking disaster. The batteries. The batteries. <laughs> the batteries are dead. Da, 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 da. Do, 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 da, in New York City, Manhattan. We're here in Manhattan. Maybe, maybe he's still shaking up from the earthquake. <laughs> yeah, that he didn't feel live. But now, <laughs> the next day, the aftershocks. Yeah. Oh, we. We're, we're in Manhattan. We should be able to find batteries. I just got a uh, uh, message. Yeah. They can't find a working recorder back there. What happened to the thing he's been using? That's my question. He's used the same thing for like a month now. It was working very well the last few weeks. <sighs> mm. It's just like, what what can you expect? I guess really is the I mean, the working is. equipment would be a fair... Expectation. Yeah, it would be. It would, and I'm not just blaming th- all of this on Mikey B. I no. mean, I mean, there seems to be blame to go around, but at the same time, if the batteries were okay on that thing, then we'd be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. All right, so maybe we don't have Coop's picks, which is going to be a mess if we don't have that. It's going to suck. The whole show's going to go in the toilet if we don't have Coop's picks. Well, I mean, this is a huge one, too, because he's such an Eli Manning fan. Yeah, he's still got That's that right. quarter. He's still got Manning. that quarterback. Man, he's part of the family. Yeah, right. He's just said that a million times. Mm-hmm. He's picked the Giants based on Eli Manning every week, and of course, he's not starting this week. So, what was he going to say? And we don't even know. Enjoy your family. <laughs> well, he can record it on his phone, can he? Yeah, but it always sounds terrible. I mean, that's a last. Well, that's resort. the last resort. If that's last all we resort, have, that's all we have. Let's bring him up here. Do it live. But that's what I said. I said, he doesn't want to come. He, he, we asked him to come back up. He he's not. Come. Yeah, he's not as as good live either. I don't think. And plus, he might he curses a lot. You got to remember that. Yeah. So those are a couple, <laughs> couple things working against live Coop. I say go for it. You know, uh, I also told Mike to ask Coop what he thought about the Giants not only not starting Eli Manning, but making him sit in the stands with the fans <laughs> <laughs> and how disrespectful that was. So we're going to get an answer on that, too. He's going to sit with Elroy. Yeah. <laughs> Elrose. He's going to sit with Elrose in the front row. Elrose, stay out. <laughs> this is the stuff we're missing because we can't get a functional recorder. Well, mm. I did not think you were going functional there. Yeah. I was close. Yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> no, I said functional. I know, but with the way your your energy and your excitement and the first couple of letters, I wasn't sure what was happening, Brian. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I did that once on the air in Pittsburgh. Just totally, just f bomb, boom, just like no. That. I did. Yeah, I did. Just total accident. I, I would was, never do that. It was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just other words. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't a good moment. All right, we're coming right back. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. We're going on a half hour of Mikey B not being in the control room trying to figure this out. Now he's just lost. I mean, and and one thing that's coming out of this positive is making Pete's day. (laughs) You look look at the smile. He won't admit it, but yes, it is. You you don't like how... (laughs) 
Those are my value. Do you ever see these old clips of like how people shovel coal into a train? You know, because that's what made it run. Like, <laughs> yep. if Pete's the train, other people's incompetence is his coal, right? <laughs> like that's what. It, like someone else screwing up that's not him that's getting crap for that's screwing up. And it's just feeding him. That's the energy he needs to get through the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this is really Happy this Friday. Is, yeah, right up his alley. Now, I can't wait to hear what Mike has to say about this. But, I mean, he doesn't – like you would think that he would have returned to the control room to produce the program right. in the interim. I mean, could he be doing something – for a half hour. Maybe he's stuck on the elevator. That's happened before, right? Yeah, but he at least would have texted one of us. I mean, listen, this is one of his, like, grand plans. To, like, I'm going to do this and not show up for a half hour so the guys talk about it. Like, you know, he does that bogish where yeah, he's it's like... it's for content. Yeah, this is for content. Yeah. Me, me being a total blank up is for content. Yeah, the the, uh, the can't find a working recorder was the only text I got. Okay. Well, you know what? Can you call him? Call him up. Maybe he went to Radio Shack. Get him a recorder. Who knows? <laughs> Is there a Radio, Radio Shacks sh- up there? I don't think so anymore. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Pete's going to give him a call here, and we'll figure out what the hell's going on. So he he interviews Coop and Calhoun. It's mainly Coop now. Calhoun is too big for this now. Too important. <laughs> Our security guard and fire marshal downstairs that we both can't understand to get picks. I've, I've, and I've moved on from Gio and Jones. I'm right. above that now. <laughs> no, he, he, he definitely is. It's PM drive time only. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mikey B goes down and talks to Coop every week, and it's a, it's one of our, it's our best segment. It's it's Coop, and that's where we got the enjoy the family from, and mm-hmm. all that great stuff, and El Rose. Stay out, all that. So <laughs> he's down there trying to get the, the picks and the other stuff from Coop today. And he's been gone for a half an hour. So I guess he's not doing it. If Pete's got him on the phone now, he must not be even recording as we speak. So is he th- He is there. All right. Well, Mike, where have you been for the last 32 minutes? I quit. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Well, it's been um, been a struggle today, to be honest. Um, trying to get Coop, we couldn't find him for a little bit. That was an issue. He disappeared. Okay. Uh, they gave me a recorder that was broken, so we had to get a new recorder. And now I have the audio. They don't have the cable cord that puts the um, recorder to a computer, so we have to do it uh, a bizarre way, which I'm about to do now. All right, and where where are you? A bizarre way to get audio off a recorder? Yeah, we have to um, have to go from this one line and hit play on the computer because we don't have the cable cord that ingests the audio. All right, well, so, where are you now? I'm in the uh, uh, engineering room. I'm by the uh, ISDN racks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, well. I'm I clearly get... showing how invaluable I am to this program where you clearly don't need me. <laughs> well, at least you're committed because uh, you, you're yeah. going to make sure this happens. Yeah, I know. I oh, do. No, I... I am. Well, I went downstairs and we're looking for Coop. I had to go run the streets. They couldn't find the guy. <laughs> you were running the streets? Mikey B runs the streets? I was running the streets looking for Coop. I'm not dedicated <laughs> to this segment. It's me nuts. All right, I'll give you credit. I hope Pete's doing a good job. I'm oh, Pete great. is happier. This is the happiest Pete's been in a week. Because, as we said, this is the, the fuel, Pete's fuel comes from you screwing something up. 
So that's basically he's happy about this. But you are actually that's how uh, most happy people are. Yes. So <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is unbelievable. Um, but I do give you credit, having heard all the stuff that's going on. You couldn't find Coop, and you are very dedicated to this part of the program because you understand how important it is for us to hear from Coop on Fridays. So uh, we'll see you in what another half hour when we're going to hear from you. <laughs> uh, fingers crossed. All right. Mm. Uh, there goes Mikey B. Our producer is somewhere. In the building, not sure exactly where. Uh, Bogish got very quiet all of a sudden. I was talking to him in the break. He got very quiet. That he didn't add there, add anything there. You got? Did you, you see right? something on Twitter that I was upset just, you? No, I was just letting Mike shine. Wow. Oh. I know, but there was there was a point in the break we were talking, and you just stopped. You saw something on the computer and got sad. It's very weird. I'm reading. Did yeah. you see a tweet? No. You saw. You I saw looking, something. I was looking for stories. I was looking at Deadspin and Larry Brown Sports. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll take you at your word. I just stopped talking to you? Yeah. I went into this whole thing. I was giving you a take on something, and you just gone. Totally gone. You should be used to that. Yeah. I, I, well, you work with me. I know. <laughs> I was like, bogus? A2 bogus? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. All right. You got an update for it? I do. Should I do it now? Yeah, go okay. ahead. Uh, so they're not officially eliminated from playoff contention, <laughs> but making the postseason now nearly impossible for Washington. Five and seven after a 38-14 loss in Dallas on Thursday night football. The Cowboys took a 17-0 lead with the help of three takeaways. Jay Gruden says his team tried to win. I think the effort's fine. We just got beat today. You know, we gave them too many opportunities. We gave a punt return for touchdown. We fumbled a punt. We dropped the pass, was intercepted. Uh, we fumbled another ball. Credit them for making a place. Uh, we just didn't make any. Ryan Switzer had that 83-yard punt return touchdown. Dak Prescott, two touchdown passes, zero turnovers after eight during the Cowboys' three-game skid, during which they scored just 22 points. This win gets them to 6-6 six and six and keeps the boys technically alive for the postseason. And now the Eagles have to clinch the NFC East on their own with a win Sunday night in Seattle. Tennessee still does not have a football coach. NC State's Dave Doran, the latest to turn down the Vols. AD John Curry then reportedly flew to L.A. yesterday to meet with Washington State's Mike Leach. Kevin Sumlin also mentioned in Knoxville, depending on the outlet, Curry and Leach only talked yesterday, didn't negotiate anything, or they could announce a deal as soon as today. Jimbo Fisher says he'll coach Florida State tomorrow against Louisiana Monroe, but more and more people in Tallahassee think he will then leave for Texas A&M. The Aggies Board of Regents met yesterday to approve the parameters for hiring someone's replacement. How about A&M Hoops? The number nine team in the country fought off the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. Mm. The Vaqueros, the Vaqueros, Vaqueros, 7860. <laughs> U-T-R-G-V. That's a thing, and they lost last night. Uh, number three, Michigan State, down number five, Notre Dame, 8163. That's five straight wins for the Spartans, 10 straight for the Cavaliers. Bronze guarded here by Prince. Dribbles between his legs once, twice. Now goes to the lane. Oh, down the lane and thumps home a jam. My he left the young man standing still, and now Mike Budenholzer storms onto the court and takes a timeout. John Michael, Cavs Radio, 24 points, 12 assists for LeBron, 25 and 16 boards for Kevin Love and a 121-114 win in Atlanta. The Jazz took care of the Clippers, 126-107. Milwaukee, 103, Portland, 91. Kyrie Irving at 36 in the Celtics, 108-97 decision over the Sixers. 
And the Nuggets got by the Bulls 111-110. But Nikola Jokic twisted his ankle on a second quarter drive. X-rays were negative. He has not yet been ruled out for tomorrow's game. Reps for Giancarlo Stanton and the Giants reportedly met last night in L.A. with the Marlins' approval, of course. Another report said Miami was okay with San Francisco's package of players for Stanton, but want the Giants to take as much as $250 million of what's remaining on Stanton's contract, who, by the way, has to approve any trade. And the Seattle Sounders beat the Houston Dynamo 3-0 last night. 5 nothing on aggregate to set up an MLS Cup rematch <laughs> with Toronto-Seattle won it last year, boys. All right, Polkish. Well, uh, bad news because uh, it doesn't look like we're going to have the coop audio today. I mean, Mikey ah. B's got the audio, but he can't get off the recorder because they don't have the proper equipment. And, and Mike said he's going to go back and talk to him again, but I don't think that's a good idea because then it's not authentic coop. You got to get the first time. You can't go back with the same questions because yeah. he's going to be prepared and ah. the stuff that he can, said. I can do Where's different questions. Man? He's not here today. Well, who's there? Henry. Which one here? Is that the little short one? No, no, no. Henry's a big, tall guy. Oh, that's a big, tall man. Right. But yeah. tell Henry to figure it out. Come yeah. on, screwing up the show. Uh, so, it's my fault. I I should have talked to Travers yesterday. <laughs> and knowing he was out, got in the recorder we used who? and saved it. I'm Tra- not saying his first name. <laughs> Martin, is, his last name is Travers, and because oh. Mike can't pronounce a hard T sound. <laughs> <laughs> He went yeah. with Travers. You mean Travers? Yeah. No, it's no. Travers. Yeah, he could do that, but it's not something in the middle. He can't right. do. It's not Tuesday. He can say Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, Mardin is wow. the way it comes out. Boy, you so, are man, this sucks. <laughs> I know this is a crazy question. Can you play it back? Does the audio come out of that machine itself? Yes, and it sounds good in my headphones. Is there? But okay, so if you unplug the headphones, does it actually come out of the machine? I'll try that next. And then you could put it maybe up to a microphone? Yeah, that might work. I know that sounds That nuts. actually might work. Is it, that, let's try that. All right. This is insanity. But then <laughs> we got to... It's either the original coupe audio or no coupe audio. Right. Is, everybody, is everybody on the same page? With that? I agree. Yeah, you can't double dip today. Yeah, you can't. Because he's not going to have the man. same energy. He's not yep. going to... Even if we come with different questions. The only thing else I would sign up for is Mike having to transcribe coupe. <laughs> And then read it back oh, to us. That would be <laughs> that great. Was, you know what? That's really good. Just <laughs> Mike going, like Ubidi do, Abase, quarterback. Actually, though, I'm his grammar checker, so I don't want to be involved in this because I'll have to go in every three seconds. And is this how you spell Ubidi do? <laughs> how about you, you, yeah, you transcribe it and plug it into Google Translator? <laughs> what do you think you get? Google, the translator would cuss you out. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, Coop, stop messing with me. It'll probably know already. (laughs) Is that you again? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we're working on that. We've got some other things we can get to, including Brian, who's going to be very excited about Tiger Woods prematurely. Uh, so we'll get to that <laughs> as well. So keep it right here. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo and Jones. And we hope... To have that coupe audio that Mikey B has worked on now for 47 minutes. So, fingers crossed for those picks. We'll have our picks coming up in our final segment. And it's going to take a whole hell of a lot for Brian to come back now. uh, Because uh, I've got an eight-game lead on him. Because I had a four-and-two week. He had a one-and-five week last week. So, eight-game lead on the big fella for me in the rubber match of the Geo and Jones picks. 
So we'll see if he can come back. All right. Speaking of coming back, aha, uh-huh, uh, Tiger Woods yesterday, a 69, a three under 69 in his first round in the whatever the hell this is <laughs> tournament. Hero challenge. The man. hero, the hero challenge. The hero challenge to me is if you can eat like two 12 inch subs <laughs> in less than 15 minutes. That's what a hero oh. challenge is to me. Oh. That's what you'll sound like afterwards. Mm, yeah. Um, so do you want to get prematurely excited about this or do you want to have a rational take on it, which is that he will have a bulging disc come out of his back Stop! through his shirt? In the second round of this, it'll look like a stegosaurus. <laughs> yeah, have a growth come out out of his chest like an alien's, right? Yeah, basically. So which way you want to go? Uh, no, no I, I'm excited for what I saw. And, and, and I watched uh, about the, the, uh, the last four holes. And if not for a wayward shot there on, on 15, where he lost the ball and had to drop, and he, he ended up bogeying that hole. You know, he'd been finished at a minus four, but he hit the ball extremely well, and he looks much better. Doesn't look like he it's taxing for him to walk a, uh, around the course. Doesn't look like it's taxing for him to hit shots, and he looked like the old Tiger as far as striking the ball. And when you can hit a two iron, 260, 70 yards, man, that's the old Tiger. And now his game in, in the field for it just has to come back. Chipping wasn't great and the short game is what everyone's pointing to as not being tiger like so once he gets that in order uh, i think we may be in in, in for something and uh, so i'm encouraged uh, am i tempering my excitement yes but i am definitely uh, encouraged with what i saw and i heard this morning that you know he actually has played nine days in a row you're not going to play golf nine days in a row if your body is not feeling well and he has done that and he's no worse for wear and he also mentioned that that last year or the last time out when he played in this tournament, he tired on the back nine. Saw none of that uh, yesterday. So I, I think he has come a long way, and this is a different version of the Tiger Woods as far as a comeback is concerned. Uh, and and uh, I, I'm optimistic. Jennifer Lopez passive-aggressively broke up with A-Rod yesterday. No! I'm telling you, she it's did. Over? No, no, no. She, well, not really, but listen to my take on this. Now they they're no they're still together, but I think that she passively aggressive aggressively broke up with him because she endorsed him as manager of the Yankees. So, well, think about this: if you're J Lo and you are saying I want him to be and he should be the manager of the Yankees, that's basically taking him away from you for most of the year. She'll never see the guy. She's uh, not going to be up. That's not true. She can go wherever they are playing. They're hanging out in the city for for three or four game stint. She can she can tag along. Eighty percent of the time that they spend together will be gone if he's the manager of the Yankees. There wow. is absolutely no all the free time he has. Basically, does what Fox every now and then does it in the playoffs a couple days, and then of course like once a week during the season. And all the stuff, they're always together. They're flying, they're jet setting. All that stuff's over. She it's can, over. She can go wherever the team Mm-mm. is. And who's to not say that may work for this couple? Nope. Separation, a little separation is good. Uh, it's fresh, though, man. It's fresh. And you know how she dispatches of men. Uh, I, I'm telling you, it's now over. She's, she's saying he's going to be the manager of the Yankees. She doesn't want any part of him anymore. <laughs> It's you just an early sign. Just watch. Watch what I'm happens. I'm so glad you're not my therapist. Watch what happens. <laughs> Why? Because I tell it like it is. That's what you need to hear. 
<laughs> oh, really? I want to say if, if A-Rod came in and sat down and, and said to me, hey, listen, what do you think about J-Lo endorsing me as a manager of the Yankees? I would have said, find yourself another woman because she wants no part of you. <laughs> if she wants you to have that job where there's 162 regular season games and your home base is the Bronx, which she you know talks about how she's from there but probably hasn't spent more than five minutes there and she's shooting a video – um, then, uh, you know, I, I think that she's done. I don't think she's done. She can jump on her G7 anytime she wants and go wherever the Yankees are playing, and they'll be just fine. They still have that quality time even during the season. So Giancarlo Stanton and the Giants is heating up a little bit, and it's so funny to me that, like, they're, they're, first of all, a trade has to happen, right? So it's not like this is a free agent deal. But somehow Stanton's reps are meeting with the Giants where it's like, why are you guys involved when a trade hasn't even happened yet? Like, are you, is this, so you have to like, I mean, is there the no trade clause stuff or is this the right place for him? I mean, it's really not up to him. He's not a free agent, but John Carlos Stanton, in the Giants seems like the most likely destination uh, when the Marlins do trade him. And, and that, I don't know. That's a boring one for me. Him there is boring. I don't know why I, I wanted him to go somewhere else. Going to the Giants is boring? Yeah, it was boring. It's boring to me. I don't think so. I would, I would believe that the reason they're hanging out with them is saying, okay, how can we make this deal happen? I know a trade has to occur, but let's get the numbers in order and see how this works for both sides. So I have no problem with preliminary discussions from a financial standpoint to see how you can iron out a deal and, and make a trade uh, come to fruition. Yeah, just more interesting places like the Dodgers and the Yankees to me would have been more interesting for him um, mm-hmm. just with the makeup of the young players on the team. And and the, the markets, but uh, I think the Giants, he could, he could make some noise there. And I'm sure he's going to make plenty of noise there. But I just, that, I don't know. I, and, I, and, and the media will follow. So uh, I think it could be very interesting. Yeah, we've seen the whole Bonds thing there already, too. So it's like, I don't know. Give me something <laughs> new. Give me something fresh, will you? They've won three championships in recent memory, so it's like, that's another one. They're way overdue, man. <laughs> They're way overdue. They are. Give me a break. They were winning one every other year. They're overdue. There was like a 50 or 60-year stretch where all they would do was like wheel out Willie McCovey, you know, <laughs> and have him wave, and then that'd be it. And now they've got these uh, these great championships to fall back on. Um, so, well, if they get them, good for them. But uh, I'm just, I guess it's just all born out of jealousy. Is what it what it really is about. Uh, Mikey B was able to solve the problem. He did it. Sweet, and ladies and gentlemen. We will have the coop picks. So after what fifty two minutes of working on this, right, you were able to. He get... was committed. He was like that pig, right? Like the pig because it's the horse and the cow milk, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you like to say, and in a block no, of ice, not the cow milk, and a and a, a, a palm full no, of rice. The chicken is involved. The pig is committed. On a block of ice. What? In a palm full of rice, in a block of ice. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> Naked. Right? Couldn't catch a cold sitting on a block of ice. Oh, I got you. Bucket naked. All right. Well, mm-hmm. we've got the coop picks. Mm-hmm. They'll happen in 25 minutes or so. But coming up in just five minutes from now, Bruce Bleepin' Feldman, one of the Come best on. men out there to talk some college football. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.